This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. I thought I had to sneeze again, but I don't. What? I'm Link, the guy who thought he had to sneeze again, but he didn't. You sneezed three times a second yeah. ago. Try to keep it even numbers. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we, we gotta catch up, brother, because we both went on separate family vacations. And I don't know if have... I can call mine a vacation. I call it a sightseeing excursion via RV. Uh, I'm very excited about it to hear from you and for you to hear from me. Because yeah. we have, we actually, we got in um, uh, Monday uh, uh, of this week, so coming right back from vacation. We saw each other in the morning, getting ready to shoot Good Mythical Morning. At and, the desk. Uh, and uh, we didn't even really ask. I mean, I just. I, well, I, it's implied I, I, I asked, that we shouldn't. I just said, how was it? I didn't want, right. but, but you knew that I didn't want you to tell me any details. Right. It was just good, that's all you said. Right, it's like nobody, I mean nothing tragic happened that like on a personal level we need to discuss before we publicly and for monetization purposes yeah. like conduct our friendship. Well that's the thing that you, you, you gotta remember about Ear Biscuits is that. I'm not doing this for the money though, I'm doing this for. <laughs> For the just the love, you of didn't the, have to bring in the monetization. No, I, I mean didn't. that's you don't want people to think about that. No, nope. I mean we talk enough about how you need to buy the two T-shirts that we're wearing right now. Yeah, it, it, just let that just sort of wash over people. Right, but we we hold back these conversations so then we can have them raw, unfiltered for the first time. So I'm going to be finding out details about your vacation that normal friends would have already covered. Right, but, but we've you, waited days. I've, I've been wondering, you've been, you've been hinting, people have been, because everybody, the whole crew, yeah. knew you were gonna be in an RV, <laughs> and everybody was like, how was it? Everybody wanted, everybody, and it was like. And you, and you haven't been divulging anything. But everybody's asking, like, because they know something went wrong. You know, it's like, but put Link in his family in an RV, something's, something's bound to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, so, so people aren't asking because they, they want it to be good. They're asking because they want it to be entertaining. Yeah. And you know what? That's why you got an RV, the, just so you could talk like, about it. Well, Lando, who is eight now, was invited by a friend of his to go on an RV trip with their family. And I'm like, son, don't do it. When was this? You don't wanna be trapped in a vehicle. Did you just, Sorry. did your seat just sink? It did. Stop distracting me with your seat height. Trying to get to the right place. I said, you don't wanna be trapped with another family, son, out in a vehicle. You wanna be trapped with our family. And that fell through, and he was excited. So then I always wanted to fulfill his dream of going on an RV trip, and I started. it started to become my dream. But what really put it over the edge was this right now. <laughs> like knowing that like, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to, to, like, to take a risk and okay, put your whole family at recreational risk because even in the worst case, well I won't say worst case, I don't wanna say somebody dies or gets maimed, but like in a bad case scenario, like, like the vacation sucks, it still is redeemed by the fact that I can talk about it here. It's like, it's like a friend of mine said, you know what? When we moved out to California and he knew that we were in the video making business, he said, remember it's better to have a good story than a good time. <laughs> so I kind of live by that. I, I, I still don't know I just how like I feel knowing, about that advice, but. but. Well, I just like knowing even if something goes raw, 
or sideways. That goes like, well, wrong? At least I can talk about it. Well, you're the one who said raw. Yeah, but I like didn't say chafing, it like that. You chafing. usually say goes wrong, but I kinda like goes raw. <laughs> yeah, it's Sounds... like, I thought these these underwear would be comfortable, but they're going raw on me. <laughs> oh gosh. It's a lot of chafing. Um, so I rented the RV. I did not purchase an RV. That would be stupid. Overkill. That would be stupid. Well, but a lot of people do purchase it. You don't want the RV. You don't want the RV owners to quit listening to you. And business. I ran into a bunch of those people. Well, I crossed paths with a bunch of those people. Yeah, and they knew that you were a renter. They're mo- you, had, well, yeah. you had it all over. Maybe your I'll face. get back to that if if uh, if the more exciting things of my story don't pan out. Um, You're much too fit to be an RV owner. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, <laughs> and even the RV forums say, well, you should you should rent an RV, and you should. And there was, you know, I was starting to wig out, like reading all the stuff leading up to it. They're like, well, you should, you should go on a short trip just to get a feel for it. You don't sprint, wanna go on a long sprint trip. Sprint before the marathon. Yeah, you wanna just like get a feel for everything. You gotta know how to empty the tanks. And there's so many tanks on an RV. I go to pick up the thing and the guy's walking me through it. And <laughs> every time he would tell me something like, First thing you did was like, now you put your put the garden hose on this and you fill it up with water. Got it? And then he and there was a valve beside it, and he was like, and then when you get to the place, you put their garden hose up to this place and you connect it semi permanently. Got it? Hmm. And I I noticed a pattern because then the next thing he like squats down and there's of there's like two pull handles and a big pipe. And he was like, this is where you get rid of your, uh, what did he call it, gray water and your black water. And you gotta, you gotta hook up your their hose to run it into their septic tank before you pull this valve for the black water. Because if you pull the black water valve first, you're gonna have your family stinky all over you. Got it? Yeah. And every, <laughs> so he would, and then he was like, then you pull the gray one and it runs the rest of the the you know what the black water out of the out of the tube flushes with your, the system with your with your sink and your and your shower water. I got it. Got actually. it. I got it. And every single time, he'd be looking down and he would look. He'd lock eyes with me and he'd say, "Got it." And I just started. I looked at Christy. I was like, "What? I I have it. I don't know why he keeps looking at me." It's like I'm. I literally thought, "Do I have a stupid look on my face?" Well, you probably shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> Do you want me to answer it? Yeah, I mean, why did he keep saying is it? It's a t- it's a tick that he has. Well, he is his job is explaining things to people, and if, seeing if they got it. What What do you mean? I got. I'm listening to you, man. I'm 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 a I'm a yeah, college yeah. graduate. But well, I'm an intern. That doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> a lot of people don't listen. Got it. And also, you do tend to have a look on your face that. Uh, you tend to go into your own world, <laughs> usually not when somebody's talking. I mean, well, a lot of times, <laughs> I know, I, maybe he only does it with you, because there are times you that- You think it's my face. I, I'm, I, no, I don't think you look stupid. I think you can sometimes have stupid looks. And I think- I think there's a Is it like a far difference. off look? Yeah, it's a disengaged look. Okay. Very off, and I, I'll own that. I know you, I've known you for so long that I know, I'd say, Seven out of ten sentences, I start and then don't continue because I recognize that you're not ready. 
You can't handle the truth. I recognize that you ain't gonna got it if I start if I keep talking. My my mind is somewhere, somewhere else. else. But but usually once I once but I when know you're, you're engaged about, and you're and you're sitting there watching something. At that point, I don't keep confirming. I just then I'm going with the flow. I was very engaged. I don't think it was my face because I was nervous about like pulling the dookie shoot at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, I never want to do that. And there's like, I'm, we're not even inside the RV. There's gauges in there for water levels and generators and AC units and this is how the fridge fridge won't work if it's not level. It's like all this stuff. You got ins and outs. But I got it and I brought it home. I, I pulled it into my driveway and I left it there for a couple of days just to get acclimated. I, I right. rented it two days early just so we could they could start packing stuff in it. The kids could put their shenanigans in there, their knickknacks and whatnot to be comfortable. And there'd be no excuses for not having everything because yeah. you have days for to, to just start putting stuff in and there. And not having fun. No excuse for not having fun. No excuses for that. And then I finally, I come home from shooting and we're immediately gonna get in the RV and go. Mm. It's go time. And it is pouring down rain. Yeah, it was raining a lot. I mean, it doesn't rain in here. There's a whole song about it. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. I, it yeah. never rains in Southern California. Yeah, great album. Well, Tony, Tony, Tony is out of touch, touch, touch. Cause mm -hmm. it was raining, raining, raining like cats and dogs. You remember? Because you were leaving remember. for your vacation at the same time, I yeah, guess. Just in a normal car, though. Genius. <laughs> so, so I'm. I hadn't filled up our tank with water, so I'm filling it up with water, weighing this thing down. Get all my family in there. Filling up the wa the water tank for like this spigot and everything, and yeah, for flushing the toilet. For just like hooking a hose up to it. Yeah, and then you unhook the hose before you drive off. But when you get to a site, mm. you can use their water instead of using the water from your tank. Got it. Got, Got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Christy, I need you to stand out in the rain, I'm sorry, and make sure I don't back into like my neighbor's car or something. I gotta back out of this driveway and I'm gonna back up the street into the cul-de-sac and I, I want you to say, if I can't see you in a mirror, if you can't see me in a mirror, I cannot see you and I do not wanna run over you at mm. this juncture. Right. But I need you to be out there. Bad way to start. Kill your wife right at the beginning. So so I'm like, I'm. she gets out there, I put it in reverse, everybody's in, the dog's in. And I'm like, all right, Christy, I'm backing up. <laughs> so I start backing up and then all of a sudden, the RV hits something. Oh gosh. And it stops. <laughs> Cold. What in the world did you hit? At the end of my driveway, it, it's at a slope, and then the street kind of goes up the other way. So between, crowns. it kind of crowns. So there's a there's a ditch, by the way, with flowing torrential waters of yeah. rain going through it, that like a ditch. Well, the whole back end of the RV just like jammed into the asphalt of my street. Just oh. like. Just, you, you bottomed out. I bottomed out. Because <laughs> when I pulled in, I was light. And I, you know what, come to think of it, when I pulled in, there was a little scrapey scrape. Yeah, so you had to immediately get all the kids to take all the stuff they wanted to <laughs> take like, to them and throw it out into the yard. Start with the heavy stuff. <laughs> the largest kid. Yeah, yeah. Get all the people besides you out. I wasn't gonna do that because it was pouring down rain mm -hmm. and I was like, oh crap. I start panicking a little bit. I gotta, I gotta hold this inside. I can't let my family see that <laughs> I'm crapping a brick and that I'm falling apart here. 
My wife's out in the rain. She's like, you hit the street. You, you hit the street. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how you want your vacation to start. You hit the street. And then what does I'm that like, even mean? And I'm like, oh gosh. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, solution, solution, solution. Focus on a yeah. positive solution. Use that engineering degree. So I remembered uh, around my house, I just start running over there. And you know, I, you know how when I start to get panicky and I'm trying to come up with a solution, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm incommunicative. So I, I run out. You, you stop using real words. Yeah, I start, I'll say like the first half of a sentence, like my family hates this. I'm like, and Chris, so Christy's tailing me around the house and I'm like, I, 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 I got an idea, I, I, can, I can, and then I start picking up the extra pavers mm. That the construction company used to like made make my driveway like little individual Land bridge like pavers so it's not like a concrete driveway, and so I grabbed those and they're heavy, and then I just started I'm like hold the gate open and I'm like it's pouring down rain I'm like I made probably ten trips getting these heavy pavers filling in the ditch. Like to make a, I pulled the RV back up and then I started making a path for the back wheels to to elevate it. Yeah. Like t two concrete bridges. And then I, I mean, 30 minutes later, I'm like drenched, I'm sweating, I'm panicking. Like kids are coming out and they're like, are we still going on this <laughs> trip? I'm like, get back in the RV! Don't get, it's a danger zone out here. You it, might get hit. This I don't is, know what's happening. This is before you you attempted I, to cross the land bridge. Yeah, and okay. then I get them all back in, and I, except for Christy. Is she, I, is she in a raincoat? She's in a raincoat, and I'm like, all right, I'm going for it. And I get in the car, and I, I smash on the brake in order to uh, pull the emergency brake. And then I cr I'm like, I'm cranking up the car, and I'm gonna back up slowly over the bridge that I've made. I crank it up, nothing, just dead as a doornail. Oh gosh. I'm like, God, crap. I'm like, I'm a failure. It was just, a, <laughs> I was just like, I I was this close to just slamming my head against the steering wheel, just like, like can't, let, can't let them see just, you do that. Just like, gather around neighbors, look at your, fa look at the failure father. Yeah, can't let him he cannot, lose confidence in dad. He's been planning an RV trip for months, and he can't and leave he his own home. Get out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Christy's hearing the the failing crank. It like won't turn over, okay. and I I couldn't make eye contact with her. I just yeah, you shouldn't at that point. And then I was like, then I looked down, and I did not have my foot on the brake. I was flooring the gas pedal. Of my RV. What? I my had it pedal to the metal. I was like, because I, I wasn't familiar with the gas and the, the gas pedal. Is it on a different side of an RV? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's just, it's all a little further to the left. So what I thought. You if, were flooding what, it. I put, yeah, I was flooding it. I thought I was putting my foot smash right in the middle of the well, brake. I'm glad it didn't crank up. I know, I flooded the engine. Think about what could have happened. And so I took my foot off of the gas and I put it on the brake and I was like, oh, just like, just a prayer crank. And I I cranked it and three times and it did, and it cranked. Third time. Charm. 
And then I'm like, now I gotta get over this this center block bridge that I've made. Right. So I go over that and it's like, it took a little umph. Like I didn't, I couldn't ease because I'd built quite a. Yeah, you gotta a, get up on the bridge. I had to be kind of aggressive. And I went up on it and then bam, like it cracks the whole bridge. Oh, I was gonna say, it had to crack the bridge. It cracked the bridge, and but I kept going and then we were, we were we were off. You're on the road. Well, I had to. I had now to. Now you got to get rid of the land bridge. Minutes to get rid of the land bridge. Right. And then Christy's like, "Go in the house. You're soaked. Just go in the house. Change. Take a breather. <laughs> you know what? We can get a. You can get a fresh start. Get a fresh set of clothes. <laughs> get a fresh <laughs> underwear. Now that you've gotten out of the driveway, <laughs> it's time for a clothes change. Our first hour <laughs> of our RV trip was in the driveway. Yeah, that's good. Gosh. Okay. What, a, what an idiot. So I'm assuming the trip continued and you Got will it. you will tell me more about that. That's all I'd care to share. Um, yeah, it it, and gets, I'm, it I'm, gets better and more interesting after that. And but. I'll tell you a little bit about my trip as well, but first. Ear Biscuits is supported by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. I'm starving right now. And I know that when I leave here, I'm going home, and I happen to know that Lily is making a HelloFresh meal. And you know what? My wife is making a HelloFresh meal because she said it came today. Really? Yes. So Lily loves making them. It, it gives her freedom to make something that otherwise she wouldn't wanna make because she loves to cook, and I'm thinking it's some sesame honey beef stir fry happening tonight with carrot ribbons and jasmine rice. I don't know exactly what we got, probably the same thing, right? Because we're on the same plan. The family plan. Yes, uh, you can choose from three different plans, classic, veggie, or family. Uh, HelloFresh lets you feel confident when cooking because they got simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step -step instruction cards. You cannot not figure out how to do this. They got pictures, man. And you're not gonna and spend- And pictures make you hungry that's too, right. which is good. You're not gonna spend all night in the kitchen because the recipes take about 30 minutes to complete. So these are simple, quick, delicious. You get the delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving. And that is with free shipping. So we got an offer for you. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit hellofresh.com and be sure to enter the code EAR30. That's E-A-R-3-0. Again, $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com and enter EAR30. Now on with the biscuit. So I, so I got on the road. I got, I got some more stuff to talk about the RV, but I don't, I don't wanna hog every, I do wanna hear about your trip. Well. RV-less yeah, well, trip to Palm Springs. First thing, we were right out of the driveway, just like a, just like a bullet. I mean, it, <laughs> no problem at all. Um, I didn't change clothes or anything. <laughs> I just, I didn't have to build a land bridge. I just, I backed out and then got on the road. Kind of like every time you back out of your <laughs> yeah, driveway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know my driveway. My driveway's not easy to get Steve, out of. You, don't, it's well, let steep, me tell you, brother. And don't put an RV up that <laughs> there, driveway. There's a lot that can go wrong with my driveway, but uh, you know, thankfully, we got right on the road. Um, we went to Palm Springs. Uh, you already know this if you follow me on Instagram. Shout out to Red MC on Instagram. It, 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 that make it doesn't even make sense to shout. It, that's not. <laughs> you're you're like such a such a dad thing to say. I want people to know. Shout out to my like it's not listening. I just want people to know if they want to know about these things first before they happen. as they're happening. 
Red MC on Instagram. Christy, Christy did tell me afterwards, she was like, I thought about pulling out my phone and taking pictures of that bridge or oh, she the, should have. the look on your face. Yeah, I would have been into Get that. some video. I um, was actually, my family but I was, didn't do it. My family was said. keeping up with your trip a little bit through the various Instagram stories from your kids and your wife. Oh yeah? Yeah. So that's how I knew. And a I think I knew Christy, a little bit about what Christy was happening. Christy was texting Jesse because I was like, "What you doing over there? You're not telling. You're not telling anybody about what happened, are you?" I, I, she just said that there was some trouble getting out of the driveway. That's all. That's all I knew. I did not know what that oh. meant. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I got the full story though. Um, you know, I had a great vacation. Uh, it was a vacation. It wasn't too adventurous. We we like stayed at a, a you know like a resort and spa situation. You know, mostly the the lounging beside the pool. Situation. When you go to Palm Springs, is it like you're entering 1960 again? That's how I picture it. Uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. It's uh, you know it's like the birthplace of mid-century modern architecture. So you go through these neighborhoods, and you could easily think. If you didn't see the modern cars that you were, it was 1962. Mm -hmm. uh, this one-story houses, super mid-century modern. And they all kind of look similar, but then they've got like the different colored doors or whatever. Did and you the, Airbnb in one? You could probably do that. Uh, we didn't. We stayed at a hotel. Uh, but and there's and there's like the there's a whole like movement that pays homage to those times gone by. So lots of neon signs, and there's like a a, a bunch of old men who drive big old cars. It's kind of a place for old dudes who like to play golf, like some great golf uh, courses out there, and there's just a lot of old people. Uh, yeah, RV parks, as it turns out, because I stayed in three. I actually passed a number of RV they, parks. You know, They were um, you think about a lot it, of old people. You think about it. Permanent residents of RV parks. When you know that you, you there's somebody out there that you know is in an RV, you start seeing RVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw a lot of RVs. There's a lot of yeah. RVs on the road. It's called our vision. Yes. That's what you get <laughs> when your friend's in an RV yeah. and you're feeling for I had it all week. <laughs> but uh, Recreational vision. As I told you on the last podcast when we were getting ready to, to leave, mm -hmm. uh, as much as you wanted to you know, ride atop a mule down into the bottom of the Grand Canyon, uh, I and you didn't. You weren't able to do that. I did get to ride at least a horse. Again, you already know this if you're following me on Instagram. I won't shout it out again. You Christy, are, you Christy heard it the first time. Christy handed me her phone and showed me your Instagram picture. I kind of took it for you. It was I gloating. It, I rubbed it in a little bit. But also, I was on a white horse with a with a cowboy hat. Yeah, and apparently, I think I had the cowboy hat on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the comments said? Uh, a few comments. Uh, <laughs> Pointed that out, and uh, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I went back and looked at all the photos, and I was like, I don't know if it was on backwards or not. The guy, the guy probably did it on purpose. Did did the cat come with the tour? Uh, no. Okay, so you we didn't go buy a hat, did you? I did not buy a hat. No. Uh, in the place where How'd we were, we were getting ready to go. There was the option of wearing a helmet, and of course, uh, the kids have to wear a helmet. And then the adults have the option to wear a helmet. My Lock, wife, my, Lock, wear a helmet on a horse. They all, ev most everyone does. Okay, that's uh, that's smart. And I think that it is the right choice. But yeah. I was like, I'm not going to wear a helmet. I'm going to wear that cowboy hat that they had up there. I was like, is that cowboy hat also available to wear? And then he was like, Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to wear that. And uh, it, you know, it doesn't my wife offer was up. similar protection. No, the brim is stiff. I think that it would have offered some protection. But I was like, how much trouble can you get on a horse? And then my wife was like, what about, she got mad at me. She's like, what about what happened to Christopher Reeve? And I'm like, well, 
A, he was jumping over things, and B, he had a freaking helmet on. He broke his neck. Is, I, this is I, this. That's not what I'm trying to protect myself against. Hey, hold on. D- did you do research in the midst of your argument to find out that he was wearing a helmet? How would you know that? Well, I'm assuming he had a helmet on because he was in competition oh. as a. Oh, I get it. Like a jumper. Okay. And they wear helmets because yeah, yeah, yeah. horses are jumping. My horse is going to go on a single wide trail at three miles per hour. I do. I don't think I need a helmet. <laughs> that was my decision. Caused a little contention. <laughs> but anyway, I put the cowboy hat on backwards. <laughs> got on the white horse like a boss. I mean. Now first of all, so we follow the trailer full, full of our horses. And so we, we, we don't, we, we, they just kinda looked at us and they like selected four horses. We never saw the horses. We drive to the place where we have access to the trail. And then the horses start getting out and they start matching us with horses. And so they like say, they bring this little horse out and they're like, that's for you, Shepard. And then they, another horse, that's for you, second oldest boy, second boy, Locke. Um, and then this ma'am, this 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 horse is for you. And then there and then there's like, well, okay, what's the horse? What's the last horse? And they had three brown horses. And then out of the trailer comes this giant white horse. A giant horse. <laughs> and Jesse says, Oh no, don't put him on a white horse. <laughs> As if his ego all needs that. <laughs> and so I get on the white horse named Spanky. Which Spanky. really kind of takes the wind out of it. Uh and uh, this, the 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 most notable thing about this trip was our guide, yeah. who had in a very interesting connection to you and what you were experiencing. My uncle at the Grand Canyon. What? Well, I'll tell you that in a second. But quickly, why are you give me a teaser? That's not how we do. Because it because that comes a little bit later. Okay. This guy, Tony, was his name. Former bull rider. Tony of Tony, Tony, Tony? <laughs> no, that would be too perfect. Okay. Uh, and this- Former bull rider. So he, he I knew right off the bat this Glass guy jaw. this guy was a character. Just a character, had this like Midwest cowboy kind of accent that's not quite Southern, but you know, it's just interesting. Grub and paddy, uh, not paddy wagon, what's it called? Yeah. Chuck wagon. I took his hand. Yeah? And it was like, it was like he had just put his hand into like a, you know, like a a grinder belt sander oh. every day for three hours. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing the way his hand felt, and like every knuckle was as big as a cue ball. You know what I'm saying? It was just, <laughs> and and then he starts talking a little bit, and I'm like, you know, how'd you get into this? And he was like, well, I was a bull rider first. He's an older guy, and I was like. Oh really? He was a professional bull rider. He was like, "How many bones did you break?" He was like, "47." He was like, "So ready." He was yeah. so ready with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had been talking about like the geology of the place and, it, and the history, and it was really interesting. But then once we got him on talking about himself, it was when the entertainment began. Oh yeah. Uh, again, you were going three miles per hour on horses that, incidentally, stop and want to eat everything. He, really? And he was like, "Yeah, it's like a salad bar for him out here," and. They're eating everything. In the plant. desert? Yeah, in the desert. Just going through the desert in uh Indian canyons is what they call this this, this Some area. elevation change or a little bit, but not not a lot. It didn't like get cold or anything. Uh but it is beautiful. And you like go into the canyons where the palm trees have been growing for years since the Spanish came and uh planted them, 
you know, in the 1600s or whatever. That's how palm trees got to California. Learned that they're not native. Huh. Um, Learned that from a bull rider. But anyway, uh, this dude, I, and I don't want to get, I don't want to divulge a lot. He wasn't even necessarily um, super comfortable talking about all the stuff that he ended up telling us. Like this dude almost you got him crying or something. No, he just doesn't like to talk about himself. But we kept asking so many questions. Well, he's a cowboy, Rhett. They they're known for not doing that. I know, but. We asked questions and he kept answering what? and he had these amazing stories. This dude. Reluctant storyteller. He, he had a story about falling off of a cliff uh, and the horse fell on him. He broke every rib. God. Every single rib. Oh. And then he had to be, he laid there for an hour. He was in, he was in Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Waiting for the bear guides who were out there patrolling to come get him and put him on a horse and take him back. Uh, he had another experience where he was clinically dead for a number of minutes and saw some very interesting things. He has recurrent dreams where he has these these dreams that'll happen and they'll happen like, he's like, I dreamed this 18 nights in a row. Oh. And then he tells this, tells what it is. Just just an amazing. Like what, I mean like wicked stuff? No, just interesting stuff where the very specific things happen and he's being followed by multiple people on horseback and he turns around and he can't make out their faces and then they all start flying and he's like, and then I wake up and then it happened every night for 18 days in a row. And then we're like, well what's your interpretation? He's like, I'm still figuring that out. And he, you know who he reminded me of? Poured his guts out to he you. He reminded me of. Me? Not you. Uh, Jack Palance's character from City Slickers. Curly? Was that his name? Well, I haven't seen the movie, but I do think oh, it's Curly. Oh gosh, you gotta watch that movie. In fact, as we were out there, Jesse said the same thing. She was like, we gotta watch City Slickers with the kids because this guy is him. He won like Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, but anyway, he just a, it was a treat. It was an absolute treat That's to cool. have this guy Tell us this stuff. Did you did you try to ask him? Maybe could the horses go faster? <sighs> I thought about that at a time, but what I did is he said, if you want the horses to go faster, like if your horse falls behind because he was leading, then just give it a you know, give it a nice little kick. Not a, it's it's like a, they, it's not even really it doesn't a hurt them. It's, it's a just signal. signal. You just kind of put your heels into their side belly there, and so I got a, my my horse was taking a break to eat, which he did a lot. Spanky was hungry. And uh, Jessie was in front of me and she got a little bit away. And then I kind of did the little kick and Spanky got moving. And when your horse gets moving, you get moving. And like like it, this? It was uncomfortable in the, in the nether regions. Okay. Like I feel like I missed something. Like he didn't, I didn't get a tutorial on how to like protect the boys once the horse starts galloping. Your boys swell up the size of Curly's knuckles. <laughs> and so, and so I, I was like, I know that there's got to be a technique for this because I'm every cowboy doesn't have bruised balls. I mean, there's they figure it out somehow. They remove them. Yeah. They keep them in exactly. a jar. All cowboys are castrated before. No, they, no, they put them back in. Oh, after like marbles. It's like it's yeah, like a it's sack like, of marbles. Right. Uh, well, a small sack I don't have a sack of marble situation, so I was in a little bit of pain. Of course, it doesn't matter because they don't work anymore. Saddlebag, that's what saddlebags are for. Now, I will say this, here's the connection. Um, to, yeah. Here's the connection. So, Bring this back to me. It, first of all, if you are gonna go uh, do this do this uh, trip. I'm a little jealous, but I would wanna go fast. Oh, he also was like family friends with Garth Brooks's family. Well, he's a cowboy. Which, because they, 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 their, their farms, uh, 
his dad's farm and then like the Garth In Oklahoma? Brooks, uh, no, uh, it's like Wyoming is where they grew up. Um, butted up, against, butted up against each other. So he's got like Garth Brooks growing up stories too. We were like, you should write a book. He was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Anyway, so if you if you take Tony, get Tony's tour. This is like a travelocity moment. Yeah, but the thing is, is like he may not want you to. He, you know, he he may not want to tell everybody these stories. So don't ask Tony. Just see if he wants to talk about it. Now, he said, I said, my my best friend and business partner uh-huh. is currently in the Grand Canyon. Um, Conversation went to me. I appreciate you that. ever uh, and he and he wanted to take the mules down into the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I said you ever done that? He says twenty seven thousand miles worth. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, twenty twenty seven thousand miles. He's twenty seven thousand miles that, of experience. You, that's doing more that. than up and down once. I'll yeah. tell you. And uh, he, this guy's he's been all over the place. He says my my good friend over three. Empire State Building's worth of height in that Grand Canyon. His friend is the guy who is currently in charge of the program, holds the world record for the number of miles into the Grand Canyon on a mule, it's like 42,000. He's logging a lot of miles. And uh, he said there's an 18 month uh, waiting list. Yeah. And then he told me about the lodge down there at the bottom that yeah, you stay in. Yeah, you, because you go down on a mule and then there's a lodge down there and you spend the night. Yeah, it sounds like amazing. like a camping scenario. And then, because you can't do it all in one day. And then you ride the mule back up. And I heard that of all the people that die every year in the Grand Canyon, it's never because of a mule ride. N- never, they're, they're, the they're so reliable. The mules are sure-footed. They're so reliable. Right. I did see the mules. You saw them. Uh, in a corral. But I did not go to the top of uh, Bright Angel, Falls Trail or whatever it's called, the one that they, they, that they take everyone down. He told me. I really wanna go back. My family won't do it. I'd, I'd love for the two of us to go back. Oh, I'll totally do it. And we have the hookup now. Oh yeah? And uh, yeah, he said, call me. Skip the waiting list? Uh, you know, we might be able to work something out. But he gave me a. Both uh, of us on one mule. Yeah, I might get a discount mule. But he did say, uh, the last thing, I, and your I, hat I, I wanna get back to your, uh, your, your trip. He said that the astronauts, after they went on the moon, if you believe that kind of thing, uh-huh. uh, when they got back from the moon trip, they stayed at that lodge at the bottom of the Grand Canyon for uh, a month. Why? To be completely out of the the limelight, to be basically in a place where the press could not get to them and they could decompress. And he was like, a lot of people don't know that, but I know it because I know the guys who run that camp. And wow! It's just everybody. That's what that's what they say. The that's, astronauts stay down when there. you need to decompress like an astronaut <laughs> at the bottom the of the bottom Grand of canyon. the canyon. So anyway, hi, that that was my highlight. I have another uh, funny story that I will get to, but I want to back to you, Link. Um, of course, I I had seen the Grand Canyon because on our our mythical road trip where we drove a U-Haul pulling my minivan all the way across the country, and we had uh, these videos are on the Rhett and Link channel and. Actually, the Good Mythical Morning Channel yeah. too, where we like had fan meetups at rest areas as we drove Interstate Forty all the way across uh, the country. What was that? Seven years ago now. Twenty eleven, yeah. Um, but we took a detour off Forty to the Grand Canyon. We're like, hey, we didn't plan it, but we we're like, let's see the Grand Canyon. We did for maybe an hour. So I'd seen it. 
So when I when we finally get there in the RV, and you know, it, 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 the kids have space. It's nice. I'm going 65 miles an hour with a speed limit of 70 because you really can't push this thing that hard. But there's a bed above the cab, and even though you, it's probably not that safe. It's kind of like you not wearing a helmet you, on a horse. Also, there's a different speed limit for those vehicles. No, you're talking if if you're pulling a trailer, if you have three axles, you have to drive 55. Oh, but not the RV. So they each had space to be on their screen or Jade was nervous. She sat with Christy in the in the passenger seat so the whole time. So they don't say buckled up inside they, there. No. The sign in the R V says stay buckled up, but But what's the I fun knew, of being in an R V if you're Yeah, I knew up? that that was never gonna happen. I just had to be careful. So we had a really good experience in the R V driving up there. You wherever you stop, you've got everything at your disposal. It's in, with you. Including anything you need to dispose of a toilet or a trash can. Like, you don't have to get out for anything except to stretch your legs. I really like that. When we got, um, so the first night, we stayed in Kingman. Kingman. Just, just a town off Route 66. Got there after dark, after leaving so late. I was delayed, did I mention that? <laughs> yeah. Um, get up the next morning, and we, so we had dr driven like five hours. We drove, the, we drove the other almost three hours to the Grand Canyon. We drove, we got the pass and we drive. The thing about the Grand Canyon, you remember when we went there was, the, the elevation change is imperceptible. It's you're bas basically flat for all intents and purposes. Driving up all the way through the gate to the parking lot that is, you get out of the car and then you walk through some, some trees and then you're at the rim of the Grand Canyon. So it's just like, you, get, you, you park the car and you get out. Now I walked ahead and we even took Jade, because I knew you could take a dog on the the, the, the the rim trail. And I'm like running ahead so that, and I, I got to the edge before the family and I turned around, because I like, I'd already seen it, but they had never seen the Grand Canyon. So I got there, I turned around in order to watch their reaction to coming up to the edge of the Grand Canyon and seeing it for the first time. No man, mental picture. Mental picture, got it. Because uh, if you're filming something you're not really experiencing it. Mm. I have now, a technique for that though. Yeah, you could just film, you could have it down there. You gotta but hold it and then you gotta be in the moment. Right, but right. you can't be in, on the screen. You gotta look and film at the same time. We, we actually took a helicopter tour and the moment that we came over the 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 rim, that's the, that's the big moment in a helicopter tour. When the bottom drops out and you're over the freaking Grand Canyon. I filmed that while looking out the window. Mm, it was decent footage that I'll never watch again. But this is a special moment, so I turn around and, and like the, the the family's like coming up and they're they're actually not that excited. Or well, they've been they, in an RV all day. Yeah, but they hadn't seen the Grand Canyon yet, and then they get to the they get to the edge, and it was that, that was the moment for me was seeing, like, e, e, I mean even Lincoln, who like he's hard to phase, man. He's a middle child. He's just like, I'm just here. D don't demand too much of me. It's kind of his outlook on life. Like I could tell he was like, dang, it hit. It's just real big. <laughs> it's real big, it's deeper than it's I thought. It's grand. That's what he said, it's deeper than I thought it would be. But I could tell that he was kind of like blown away. So that was pretty cool. And then I turned and I looked at Christy. She was crying. <laughs> like she was like, I'm, I'm crying. I'm yeah. literally looking at something in nature that has just hit me over the head so hard that I'm crying. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, and it, uh, even having seen it once for a, a couple hours, and I think we, we went to the exact same spot that you and I went when we first saw the, o- over the south, south rim. It, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, the pictures just don't do it justice, man. You gotta see it in person. Uh, so it, it's, it's pretty mind blowing. And um, uh, we did do a helicopter tour, which, uh, uh, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was awesome what we saw, but like the pilot didn't really have anything to say. He didn't give you a play-by-play like he the did, guys in Kauai? Yeah, the guy in Kauai was awesome, remember that? Oh yeah. That, that was yeah. awesome, and like they would time like well, Jurassic Park we, music. We had different, we had different. Uh, oh, we had different guys. Different guys, but my guy was incredible, knew all they this stuff. They were good, this guy, they, yeah, this they, guy they, they play the music at Go, the right time. Going and, a little truck. There was some music, supposedly, at the right time, but when we're about to go over the the rim, like we've been, there's like a f- eight minute flight before you get to the Grand Canyon, and the whole time Lando's upset because his his headset microphone won't work, so when he talks, he can't hear himself and no one can hear him. And so, in over the course of that like eight minute trip, like he just it just he got more upset. More upset, more upset. While you're in, on the helicopter, yeah, and uh, and so then I'm getting upset, and I'm like, I'm like, we're getting close. This is the moment. It costs a lot of money to go on a helicopter ride. Oh yeah, and I'm like, this is the moment. It's what I'm thinking, and like he's about to blow his top because he just he wants to talk, and he's he's concerned about something, and we don't know what it is, and like he's talking to Christy, and I'm like, Ugh. and then it, I'm like, we're about. To go over, I'm like, I have to salvage this so that everybody can enjoy the moment we go over the the edge. Yeah. So here I am being dad of the year, like snatching the headset off of Lincoln and off of Lando and like switching them and like saying, No, oh, you use it. He's not talking anyway. You just, and there's other people in the helicopter with us. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> to, to another couple and the pilot. And I'm showing my tail. Like, just, just take his headset. You take his because you're not talking anyway. It's like, what is it that you that you want to say? And then when, what did Lando say when he got the headset on? He said, "What does terrain mean?" Because <laughs> the pilot had said the word terrain eight minutes earlier. Yeah, right, right, right. What but does terrain he was mean? Tearing him up inside. <laughs> you had to know. I got no context for I'm this. Like we're going. Just look on. Let's look out the window. What the heck is terrain? I told him. And I, I, I calmed down, I was like, I told him. And then I, and I did get to film going over the edge and I'll never watch it back, but. Well, you know, it's interesting because. Uh, it's really awesome. I know that Christy was, was uh, a little nervous about getting on the helicopter. And even though she did it in Kauai, so having done it once, she was less nervous. Well, she hates flying in but general. But she, she sent, we, we have a, a little group text with our families and a, a few other friends. And uh, so. <laughs> She's like sending text. To She's the group. sending a text. It's like, all right, we're about to go on this helicopter. We're about to do the helicopter. And so then uh, our friend Caroline was like, uh, "Is it windy?" And she was kind of just screwing with you a little bit. But then, you yeah, get- we were like, "Well, it 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 was windy, and they delayed it a few hours, but it's cleared up now." And then you guys went on the trip, and you took a picture of yourself, and like, we're all fine. So everybody knew that you were okay, and you yeah. had landed. And at that point, Caroline said, "Good, I'm glad." Uh, because a couple of weeks ago, my friend took the helicopter tour uh, at the Grand Canyon and the helicopter in front of them 
fell out of the, the sky and crashed and exploded and everyone died. <laughs> and so I'm like, and, I don't, and I'm reading that. And you thought it was a joke and it wasn't because I looked it up. And not, not everybody died. I think uh, oh, more than half of the people in the helicopter died and then uh, some people got out. But that's crazy that that happened. Well, I mean, I'm like trying, and month. I was trying to figure out, is she a good friend for not telling us or for? Yeah, because you, do, I mean, because you still would have done it. I mean, it's a freak accident. Oh, I would have. It happens. Helicopters are not particularly safe, but they are relatively safe. And this one, when the wind picked up, it did, I was nauseous almost the whole time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was like it, it was, was waggling. Yeah, if, 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 it wasn't going a side angle. It wasn't going up and down. It was like waggling, and that was disconcerting. I wouldn't have done well with that because I get sick in that situation. Yeah, but it was awesome. I mean, you, you, we went over the widest part of the Grand Canyon, and there's a, there's a. It's got a ninety degree turn in it right there. There's lots of turns in it. But um, how how low? How close did you go? How far did you go down? Uh, not. At this point, we didn't go down into it. At another point, we went down. Um, just a little bit where you're just below the surface of the. But they don't like go all the way down to the river. No, no, no. Now. Um, they could probably. At other places, like my dad took a helicopter ride from Vegas to the the western end and they landed and had a meal at the, at the by the Colorado River and then took off. Wow, you could just go to Vegas and do it. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't cost any more money than what I paid to just go eight minutes from the place. But it was, I mean, they talked about, um, there's this one plateau in the middle of the Grand Canyon at this particular place that's like sacred for the uh, the Native Americans that settled there and they would climb the sheer cliffs of this plateau in the middle of this part of the Grand Canyon and have ceremonies there, like, and parties and such. That was pretty awesome, that stuck with me. Just. Just picturing that happening. Did like, you see the the glass walkway? No, that that that's that's on the Indian reservation. That's in uh, the western end of the Grand Canyon. It's not in the um, the south rim part. The north rim was still closed because there was snow, and we flew all, over all of that. It's a, really? it's a thousand feet higher the north rim versus the south rim. Um, I mean, it it was fabulous. The RV life was. Was, was was pretty good. So you're sleeping in the RV at night. Yeah, it was a good bonding experience for our family. What's like, the food situation? Um, we ate dinner out. Like we'd we'd walk from the RV place to like dinner, but like lunch and then snacks and stuff we'd eat in the RV and breakfast. Breakfast? Yeah, we you had cooking and cooking breakfast in the RV Christi, on a stove. Christy made yeah gas stove. She made her signature scrambled eggs, cheese, and sausage mm -hmm. that she would send with us when we'd go camping. We had that one morning. Yeah, that it, seems fun. It's good. I mean, it's it's good. Did it have like a wing that kind of goes out and expands and gets a little bit. No, bigger? No, mine didn't have that. Had one bed in the back, and then the couch uh, became a futon bed, and then the the table and two bench seats, like a booth configuration, became a bed, and then there was the a bed area over the cab. How do you? I don't think I could do this with my kids because my kids cannot keep anything clean or straight. Like I, I, I was cleaning, I was straightening your, your, and cleaning your stuff kids, like, three my, times like a day. My kids. To continue to like, live in that. We, we had like adjoining rooms at this place and uh, cause I can't share a room with them. I just, they, I would kill them all. 
so I, I I can't share a room. I have to be in a separate place. Try giving them headsets. But then I go in there, and it's like the way that they've unpacked is they've just taken the suitcase and just turned it over. It's <laughs> it's it's hey, like dump the, it. The, but they haven't. They say that that's what they they don't. They say they haven't done that. But it's like it's like a wild animal came in and got in the suitcase and then busted its way out of the suitcase and that's what was left. Like that's how they unpack. Yeah, it's 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 tight quarters in there. It's difficult. I mean, if if I had 7 more inches, I'm talking about height. Okay. Good. I, I wouldn't um if I was as tall as you. Yeah, clarify that. It would be difficult. I mean, I took a shower in, in the RV and it was um not it fun. was it was rather cramped. Yeah. And I, the water yeah. the water was not I mean, it got like in the 20s at night. So the water was very cold and the heater took the edge off of it, but it was still a cold shower Well, and a tight shower. It's funny you mentioned the shower and the RV because probably at the time that you were experiencing that, I was having the exact opposite uh, experience in the spa at the resort. Oh, you now you're gonna um, gloat about the spa. And, because uh, this is where another funny story occurred. Okay. Um, so, we both like a good massage. I uh, we've established it. that. I love a massage. I. I my calling in life is to be a massage critic. Like that's, that's that's what I need to be doing really. Okay, I don't know if there's a market for that, but. I just travel around and give people notes on the massages they've given me. That's, I got, that's what I wanna do in my life. I got the best massage I've ever gotten. Really? This woman went so aggressive. I mean, it was like, I told her, she said, how aggressive? And I, I said, I want you to go hard and then I'll tell you to back off and I didn't, Tell her to back off, and I should have. Was it? There were points when you had to concentrate on your breathing. Oh yeah, I was. That's, that's I was wincing. I was the faces. If you could have seen the face through the hole, if there was a hole cam on the bottom of the th the table, we have one of those buddy systems. Yeah, you, you would have been. But it wasn't the. I had a great massage. Then and you rode a horse, and you got a good massage. I had a great time, man. So then after the massage. Uh, I like to use the facilities of the spa. You know, I, you get you get access to the spa. You get access to the steam room, the sauna, like, the like, plunge pool, the hot tub. Oh yeah, I and so you meant, like take a dump. Well, no, yeah, not. I mean, I may have done that as well, but that that's not what I was referring to. Do that before the massage. Yeah, but you don't want them pushing in a certain place, and then it, it's the release valve. There's few things that I enjoy more than just walking around a spa. Naked, you know. There's just something that it, in the mint. It's a men only area, of course. Yeah, uh, and I don't go into the co-ed area naked. That would I would get a quick uh, escort reprimand. And so I, uh, I I just love the feeling of freedom, and there's just something about just being just a human with nothing else except a wedding ring. And you know, it is very healthy, I believe. And yes. uh, I think it's a healthy exercise, and you just feel like you're one with nature, except you're still in a spa in a resort. Yeah, you're not out in the in the woods. But I don't like to have conversations while naked with other naked men. Oh, that is not my idea of a good time. No, and um, and so and 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 I thought that this was kind of the spa code. You know, when we're naked, let's not talk. Maybe I was wrong. So, um, well, if maybe if you're submerged and there's lots of bubbles, but no, no, what, yeah, once you're in the hot tub, you can talk, but like you next to each other at lockers, other than excuse me, yeah, you know, or my locker's there, but especially when you're in the sauna, okay? So, I love a sauna, 
love it. Love a steam room too, I like going in between. But I'm in the sauna, just the dry sauna, where uh-huh. you can see every, you know, there's no steam obscuring anything in there. And so I'm just sitting in there, on a towel of course, but I'm on the towel, I'm not in the towel. I'm out in all my glory. Well. The Redster is on full display. Okay. And uh, shout out Red MC on Instagram. I don't post those kinds of pictures, but um, just thought it was a good time to shout out. <laughs> Cause it always is. Cause they're censored on Instagram, I couldn't do it. I could probably tweet naked pictures, but I'm not that kind of guy. This is just for me. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting in there on my towel and then a man uh, comes in and sits down. He's also naked. Uh, he doesn't sit right next to me. He sits catty corner, you know. Okay. Ninety degrees. He's like, I could tell that he had. He was about to say something. I was like, no, 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 a man the CEO of the resort is <laughs> <laughs> he trying to get my opinion? It's interesting because that's what I wanted to do, give my opinion, but not in that sense. And I said it was great. Period. Period. Yeah. Didn't re- did not ask a, a question back to him. There was he volleyed to me and I just caught the ball. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Did not volley it. it back. It's like you swallowed it. Uh I mean I answered him. Uh and then the questions came. Where are you? Where are you from? What you doing here? And I'm like, oh, we're having this conversation. Okay. How many? How, right. Have you ever? How many bones have you broken? <laughs> and um, so, twenty-seven thousand. It, it doesn't take a, nope. f- a few. It takes only a few questions to get to the point where oh. now I've got to talk about what I do for a living. Oh. And then, I, then there's this weird moment in which I'm like, if I say the right combination of answers, then he's gonna just go on the internet and look at what I do, and now he's gonna have this picture of the man that he spoke to naked as this dude that is on the internet. And that just makes me feel weird. The comments could be weird. So I told him I was a high school principal. I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I wish I had done that, because I told him what I did. You could have had me, I, I would have totally believed you. <laughs> you could have you spun that yarn. <laughs> I t- at least five minutes. I told him what I did. I mentioned the name of the show. Dang. Ah, you know. You were ex- you exposed yourself. I totally exposed myself in every way I could. Was completely naked. He's like, well, let man. me write that down. Well, I'm, I'm so, gonna have to do that later. I learned that he was not just a guest. He was a local. He, he lives there and he has access to this particular spa, just being a local. This is where he meets people. Yeah, well. This is where he talks to people. Okay. And uh, friendly guy, great guy. Great conversation other than the fact that we were both naked. He's listening right now. Potentially. And uh, Shout out to his Instagram, so, that would be appropriate. Yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't get that. I don't even know his name. So then, two days later. You didn't ask him, he's asking you all these questions, you didn't ask him anything? No, no, I, le- I learned what he you does for a but living. But you don't know his name. And I, he, I can't remember his first name, he's just, he, he's from Canada, he comes down, to the to this, he's in finance. He's a few from, days later, you're telling me you ran into. Two him. days later, uh, I go back. I get a day pass for the spa because I'm like, boy, I got to get back in that sauna. Oh. I love it. Love the steam room. Oh. So love the conversation. So now I'm sitting out. Uh, I'm sitting out next to the the plunge pool, in a robe, yes. not naked at this point because I, it's a little different when you're out there next right, to the pool. Right. 
There he is again. He comes out to the jacuzzi, gets naked. Yep. Gets into the jacuzzi. He's five feet from me. I'm like, is he going to talk to me now? He's seen me naked. I told him the name of the show. He says, I watched your show. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> and was he talking about the sauna? No, he was talking. <laughs> he was like the one with the, with the guy from Walking Dead with the pudding. Oh, yeah. He said, is that what you do every time? Uh, I was like, well, no, we don't eat pudding every time. <laughs> He's like, no. Do you have like a guest? I was like, well, we have you know. I kind of explained, yeah. but then, but the whole time I'm just thinking, did you think of me differently mm-hmm. when you watched the show and you see me naked? That would have been a good question, but I didn't ask that. Oh, you did. You felt weird, man. See, you you gotta you gotta go full bore. You're, you're saying that I should have just completely exposed myself and yeah, not he, he, not worried and he just, did. He was he, right. He, he doesn't care. He was right. He doesn't care. You were you this, were. This is my problem. You, you 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 were not fully developed in your naked. I got to get more naked more yep. often. You got to get more naked more often. Okay. You got to be conversational. Assignment taken. Right. Challenge you gotta, accepted. You got to do it. Uh, when I was in uh, a similar situation, I was the first person in the hot tub area. And I just had my robe on. This was before getting a massage in Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. And I got naked. I get in the hot tub, turn on the bubbles. It's a big one. Probably could have held eight to ten men. Eight I was the only one men. in it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to express my dominance over this oh, place. I thought you were going to say express your anal gland <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I didn't know what was coming. And I just. I, it, this was um, before my massage, I'm just loosening up. So I, instead of sitting on the bench seats at the edge, I get in the middle of the rounds uh, hot tub and I just proceed to do stretching and yoga. Just there, like like warrior pose. Like, and then guys start coming in. And then I'm like. You're stretching? I'm stretching. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be the weird naked guy standing in the middle of the hot tub stretching. Yeah, that's and no weird. one's gonna join me, and nobody joined me or had a conversation with me. So I recommend that next time. Just that's a way to shut it all down real a, fast. Yeah, next time you're naked and don't want to talk to somebody, just go into the warrior pose. Okay, like that. I'll do that. I I I gotta. I we gotta extend the time a little bit because I gotta sure, tell go you one more it. thing that happened. Grand Canyon was awesome. Um, our tour guide. For we took another tour, which was like um, it was called a jeep tour because we were in kind of a jeep, but it wasn't that kind really. of a jeep tour. It was uh, on Travelocity. They said you got to get Werner. He's a German guy, mm. so I requested him. He was awesome. Okay. I mean, you got to read your Travelocity reviews before you start booking tours and stuff like that, because you probably could have heard about your curly guy. Yep. And you should leave a review to that end, but everyone was recommending this guy, he was awesome. Teaching the kids about geology, how the Grand Canyon was made, taking us to secret spots. Right. Seeing elk, just wild elk. You saw elk? Yeah, because we went on these dirt roads leading up to the Grand Canyon and you could stop and see elk around there. It was awesome. Hmm. And then we're talking to him and he's like, well, are you leaving? Uh, when are you leaving? We're, I told him, well, we're gonna stop in the RV halfway getting back to LA. Um, and he said, well, you should take, depending on where you're gonna stop, you should take 
old Route 66 for a little bit and go to the Grand Canyon Caverns. The Grand Canyon Caverns. Grand Canyon Caverns. Um, never heard of that. Never heard of that. Some of the largest dry caverns in North America, maybe in the world. Typically a cavern is wet like you know the Linville Caverns and all that type of stuff where it's like stalactites and stalagmites. Dripping. Uh, we decided to take him up on his offer so first of all I'm driving on Route 66 in an RV. I am dadding so hard. I just felt awesome. I had cleaned out the dookie chute the morning before we left and I did it right. Nothing spewed anywhere it shouldn't go. Good. I was wearing gloves. You got it. I had on a hat and a jacket and boots and all the dookie ran out of our RV and the pee and the shower and sink Hold water. On, so you were dookieing in there. Yeah, yes, I, I did not take your advice. Very early on I found out I'm not gonna stop and go on public toilets when I have one right here. And I had these tablets. I told you not to do this. And I called your bluff, buddy, because I, I did some research and I got these blue tablets that you put down in the tank before you start doing number two down there. And um, I couldn't, there was no stopping the kid from doing it. And I had a little stomach oh, gosh. issue. So, All right. And so I just, the convenience was unmatched. And it worked? You didn't smell dookie anything? It worked. It worked. Okay. Well. I had to empty that thing out twice on our excursion. Well, so much for not duking in an RV. Uh, it was the fine. first thing I'm it gonna really, do next time I get really on It really was fine. You had a bad experience in that trailer and it doesn't it doesn't translate to my experience. But we had a bad experience with that RV in uh, going across the country year, 2008, 10 years ago. That's true. And in a bus I, one I, time. You gotta put the tablets in. I don't know how long you can drive on Route 66. I mean, it's like a two lane road before there was a four lane road. If you've seen cars, you mm, understand yes. that like, this was this was like the way, man, that you could take your car and go across America from Chicago to LA. Mm -hmm. So in this particular part, we detoured off Highway 40 in order to go to Grand Canyon Caverns. And being on um, Route 66 was pretty fun. It was pretty awesome. Um, it was kind of desolate. It's it's what what you think it would be. And Google Maps. Tells me, okay, pull over here. Here's Grand Canyon Caverns, and it's just no signage. No, it's just a dirt road. And I'm like, this is, and there's a dumpster with trash. This is the largest everywhere. dry caverns in America, and this is what the entrance looks like. And I was at the wrong entrance. Oh, good. But then I get back on the road and I go another mile, and I'm like, it just looks like a gas station. But it says Grand Cavern, Grand Canyon Caverns Inn, and then you drive through this thing. And it looks like it's still 1960, like old service station. And then you drive about two miles down this like patchy paved road and you get to just a one story building with like four or five cars parked in front of it. And it says in huge letters on, on the side of the building, Grand Canyon Caverns 2018. Come to find, gives you the year. I come to find out that every year they change the year on the front of it because people like to take pictures in front of it. And there's like a huge dinosaur that looks like it's from a miniature golf set, mm -hmm. miniature golf location. Of course. This is like a straight out of 1960s tourist trap. Right. And it hasn't, they don't have enough money to like change it that much. <laughs> 
and I'm pretty excited. Um, the kids are looking at me like, where are we? Christy's like thinking, if we go in here, are we ever gonna come out? Right. And that's, this is not the caverns. That's this a is good just the, feeling to have. This is just the building. Get in there, there's some people eating at the diner, like eating the biggest pieces of pie I've ever seen. <laughs> and then there's a gift shop that has the saddest 30-year-old knickknacks that you could ever imagine. And like magnets from, there was a magnet from Topsail Island, North Carolina that you could buy. It was weird, man. There were like stuffed, scarecrowish type people. You know if you took like country clothes and put them, like stuffed them full of hay, like a scarecrow? Like put them up on chairs up above. It's hard to explain, but it's just weird. Yeah, I man. don't understand. You don't you don't want to get locked in here at night. And then you you go to you go to the far end of it, and there's an elevator, and you can pay you pay your money, and I paid the money. Went back into the parking lot and ate our lunch, and then we they gave us poker chips, and with these poker chips, we were able to get in the elevator with a tour guide and go down two hundred feet, two thousand feet. Go down two thousand feet into these caverns. What? And we start hearing the story of nineteen twenty-seven. A guy was riding his horse, and it was pouring down rain. And he stops on the way to where he was going to, like, um, under a tree. And he realizes that all the rainwater's running in this hole, and it's not filling up. And he comes back the next day with his with his brother, his little brother, I think. And he ties a rope around him and lowers him. Always lower the brother, not the younger, The yeah. younger brother with a lantern down into this cavern. The guy thinks that he finds gold. There's like all types of shiny ores down there and he thinks he's hit the jackpot and they buy like all this land up while they're like getting samples of what it is they've got, which turns out to be nothing mm -hmm. except a big hole. Actually a pretty huge hole. Sounds like it. So he starts charging like 25 cents to lower people on a rope down into this thing in order to just explore these caverns, which we're now walking around in and it's like, there's no stalactites or stalagmites. I mean, millions of years ago, like the limestone deposits were eaten away as water started to run through this thing and it formed these huge caverns, which fresh air comes in from the Grand Canyon. From the bottom. Yeah. And then comes up to the top. Yeah. Um, there's no water flowing through this thing now. It's sealed off. So it's dry. Um, and nothing can live in there. And they found like a bobcat that died in the, they did some carbon dating on it and it was, they, they kept it down in there. And they said, this bobcat died in like the mid 1800s. And it still was like preserved like a piece of taxidermy because there's there's nothing happening down there. Um, there's a hotel room down there. No. There's a, well it's just a, there's a section where they build a deck in this big open room and there's a bed and a television and they're rented out as a room. To this day? Yeah. I love this. I, I knew I you would love, love it. I love underground stuff. I knew you would love it. And then they'll do like spelunking, like Jacob has a picture there, that's, that's like the huge main room. There's all these different rooms. Oh my gosh, how did I know, not know about this? I mean, it's all kind of touristy and janky. Like they built a bar down there and you can pay Heck to like. yeah. 
And they're and the whole time the they're good giving, old days when you could just find a hole in the ground and build a build a bar down there without somebody coming along and saying you can't do that. Oh, and they'll also give you spelunking gear and send you down into like these little holes where you can like like shimmy around in your belly and go into other rooms. Like if you can make it. And there were the, there was this one family doing that and how many how many other people mo- are here? The mom was too scared. There were like um five other people in our 45 minute tour and there were maybe eight cars in the parking lot. How much did the tour cost? For five of us, I think it ended up being 90 bucks. Wow, that's good. Um, there was a mom who was had the spelunking gear on but she wasn't in there. I was like, you didn't, you, you, did you come out of that hole? And she was like, I chickened out, I didn't wanna go down in that one. And then she looked at me again and she was like, are you on the internet? <laughs> She's like, you have to wait here until my daughter comes out of this hole. But you weren't naked at the time. No, I, I, no, I was okay. fully clothed. Fully clothed. Okay. I, I took the tour clothed. Good, but, good idea. Uh, I'm just bragging a little bit that I was recognized. Yeah. Thanks to my internet celebrity. Yep. From a mom of a girl who I had to wait to, to come co- out of a to hole. come out of the hole in order to take a picture with me <laughs> in this dry cavern. We get to this one place and they have a a replica a hairy replica of a giant prehistoric sloth. This place is amazing. Because they found the complete skeleton of a of a sloth down in there and they sent it to a museum and in exchange for giving them the skeleton, the, the museum sent them a hairy replica of the sloth which they put in the cavern. And That's better than the bones, man. And you can see where it was actually a baby giant sloth. Oh, okay. um, but it was still um, probably, t- I mean, uh, fifteen feet tall. What? And it was, you can. They said if you look up there, you can see where it scratched the walls. Trying to get out. Trying to get out very and it, slowly, and then it died. Yeah, slowly scratching the walls, and they know that because they found the uh, the claw, which they have on display in a case. Up, up above, along with this is like the coolest place in America. A Native American flautist who uh, did a did an audio recording down there. So there's like pictures of that guy. Did you get that CD? No, I took a picture of it. Oh, though. good. Ben Blessing, I think, is the guy's name. Ben Blessing. I took a picture of it because I was like, we gotta put that character in a movie. And then I started to think, this whole thing is a movie. Whole thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that the name of the we, movie? I, I, what thing. I'm what I'm unabashedly pitching to you. I want to take you there, Rhett. I don't want you to believe me yet, but we need to turn this cavern into a movie, mm. and it's going to be set in two different times. Mm-hmm. I'm dead serious about this. Okay. Um, it's going to cut back and forth between the discovery, the discovery the of the day. cave, and the the present day when this this washed up tourist trap off Route 66 is um, they do weddings down there too, by the way. Oh gosh. Um, but And then there's like theater seating that they took out of um, the American Film Institute Theater in Hollywood and the tour guide is like, and all these celebrities have sat in these theater seats right here and you can buy two of them for $1,500. What? They're selling them. They're tr- selling everything. I don't think it's just and two they're, periods. They're, I think it's they're trying to make money. I think it's throughout the ages. No, I think it cuts back and forth. But I you think can't it, miss the '60s. I though. think the story is about now how it's, um, 
a relative inherited this place and it has got to make it work in present day. But it keeps cutting back to his ancestors that discovered the place. I think there's a movie in there. And I'll we, be the guy lower down in the rope. And we show the movie. We, it's, we, it's a one theater release. And that. We only show the movie in the hole. Well that's. You have to go to the hole to see the movie about the hole. But you can watch the whole movie. That's what we call it, the whole movie. <laughs> I feel like you're selling my idea a little no, short. No, no, I think it's great. I'm selling it deep, man. <laughs> I'm selling it 2,000 feet down. I, because. I, now I think this is a, I think it's a, I think it's, I mean it has comedic elements, but I don't think it's, it's like tonally, I think this movie is like, um, I don't know why, but it's like that Bernie movie with Jack Black that we saw. That's like it's, yeah, it's, too, it's so strange. Like everything is so strange. It's such a it's a world that I think we can just. I, I sink love the our idea. I think that it's like that movie we saw at Sundance that Wiener Dog, and I that I hated Wiener Dog by the way. The movie. Yeah, it was horrible. But it followed the Wiener Dog from owner to owner, and I did. I just didn't like the way it was done. I know some people like that filmmaker. It's just I can't get into it, but. I just wonder if there's a way to tell, I've, I've seen a movie like this that where they actually told a convincing, like a gripping convincing story around a location. You're talking about a dog's purpose. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, 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 well, I, I need to take you there to experience oh, it. But you know what it is? What? Um, Oh gosh. You're talking about the giving tree. No, no, no. It's, which we should adapt into a movie. I again, guess. this is not this is better than Wiener Dog. I think it's called Ghost Story. It's got uh uh, uh is it Casey Affleck? See the one the controversial actor? Yeah. And um and then I think the 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 woman in it is uh the Olsen twins sister? I can't remember. Anyway, but it's about a it's about a location. It's about a house, uh, and everybody who goes through it. And it, but it start but it starts back in the uh, like the the way 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 back like not hunter gatherer but like frontier. And but this guy is he he's he's a ghost and he's there the whole time and he like it's it's weird. There is a ghost down there, and see th there yeah. is you can have there's a ghost tour that they do at night, and you you can spend the night in there. What originally when he would lower somebody in on a rope after charging 25 cents, he would come back and get him later unless he forgot, which he would frequently do. You'd be down there with a lantern, he'd, he just wouldn't, he wouldn't drop the rope till the next day. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, how, I'm talking how, now about. How deep? 1927, 2,000 feet. Uh, you hold on to a rope and he brings you up 2,000 feet? Yeah, originally. The very first tourist. I'm, fly, I'm flashing back. He has lights down there. Did no, he would. He would. You would go down with, with a, lantern. a lantern and matches. I definitely want to go. I think there could be a movie about it. It's so kitschy, you know, it's like that whole just tourist trap type thing. But it's legitimately a, a geological feat. I mean, it's like, but it's 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 suffering. It's not doing that great, you know. I don't know why. I love why that. not, man. Because well, I, I want to go right now. I think if we made the movie, it really, it really turned the place around. 
Maybe turn, we buy it. Turn that hole upside down into a pillar. <laughs> and no. then it doesn't really work that way. No. The the kids, Lando loved it. The the, the other kids were they they were okay with it. Okay with it. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we could. It's the movie that will change their make mind. some updates to it. Right. I yeah. got a couple ideas. Laser show, one of them. Laser show down there. Any any I've never. If you can tell me one location on Earth where a laser show didn't make it more exciting. Then I'll I'll buy you a laser show. Okay, I'll take you up on that offer. Been to Stone Mountain, Georgia. Laser show. Laser show. Yeah. Red Rocks. Laser, laser show. show. Grand Canyon Caverns. Not yet. Yeah, they need one laser T-B-D-L-S. show. T B D L S. All right, guys. Um, I. I I took a risk in telling you about my movie idea. Don't t- don't steal it. Just yeah. believe in don't us. Don't go make that movie. We will we will come after you with everything we've got. Right. Um, like the two horsemen of the apocalypse. I'll be on a white horse and Link will be in an RV. He's not really a horse. It's gonna take him a while to get going. He's gotta back out of his driveway, but once he gets going, buddy, he's got all kinds of momentum, lots of legal authority. You gotta watch out. We'll speak at you next week. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us as we uh tell each other about our vacations. <laughs>